Welcome to the Property Insights Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping you find your first home, your next home, or investment property. Join the conversation with Howie and Callum. Hi, Callum. Welcome back. Thank you, mate. I uh, just got to share with everyone, I think this is the, the fifth intro we've done, how we can't get the name of this uh, podcast right. I we think are, it's called the Property Insights Podcast. It's the Property Insights Podcast. Nailed it. Episode six. Welcome back, guys. Thank you so much for listening and downloading. Really appreciate you being here. This is due diligence, uh, which is a pretty important topic when buying a house. Um, what any, is due diligence, Callum? Yeah, it's, it's what you need to do uh, to be comfortable and educate yourself about the property, um, the area, and uh, basically be comfortable purchasing it, um, you know, to be aware of any issues that may arise from the property uh, or any issues within the contract or anything that the owners need to disclose, anything that uh, would prevent a reasonable person purchasing a property. You just need to be aware of all the facts surrounding it. So take us through a typical due diligence. So the first thing you're going to do is review the contract. So you're going to request that contract from the agent. They're going to send you a copy of the contract of sale for that property, and you're going to send that off to your solicitor. Your solicitor is going, or conveyancer, is going to review that contract, and they're going to let you know all about it. They're going to tell you settlement terms. They're going to tell you about any clauses within there that they think is unreasonable. Um, and say you love it and this is the one, you know, let's just imagine this is the one you're going to buy. Yeah. So you've seen all these other properties. Yep. There's no question about it. This one fits in the budget. It ticks all the boxes or at least I'd like to say eight out of 10 boxes. Yep. And you only, you know, you, you might have some other ones on the back burner, but right now this is your focus. It's the top priority on your list. You've, you've sent the contract to the solicitor. So what sort of things are in that contract? So settlement terms and settlement dates are, are, are sort of the big one. Uh, sorry, settlement terms and deposit are the big ones. So you might love this property, but you don't have 10% cash. Uh, you're going to be putting down a 5% deposit. You might need a longer settlement because- it's- So just to go back to that deposit. So you're putting it down, but can everyone put down 5% deposit? Uh, if uh, if anyone's going to put down any variation to the contract, they need to get that okayed between conveyances and solicitors. So what is a standard contract? Standard deposit? is 10%. So 10% is standard. Um, if there's anything larger than 10%, I'd be running the other way. Um, I've never seen a contract above 10%. Um, so 10% deposit, you put that down. Um, but if you want a variation to that, then you've got to request it. Now, a lot of deals are done on 5%. Some of the other key things that will be within the contract that your solicitor will ask to remove or to change might be penalty interest rates uh, so penalty interest is if you can't complete uh, you go into a you know basically a notice to complete period and there's interest that's accrued upon the amount um, the buyer your solicitor uh, will try and get that lowered uh, just in the instance of that happening that it might be 10 percent and they'll lower it to seven um, something like that no- it's pretty rare that that stuff happens actually, as well yeah, yeah yeah but but it's common that it gets changed it's rare that you actually get to that yeah. that period if you listen to the last episode and you sold first you'll, you won't get into that that issue um if uh, there's a release deposit clause this is probably the most common comes out of 99 out of 100 contracts uh, and this clause when you're buying it will say that the per- when you pay your deposit that owner can then take that deposit and go and buy another property with it so one of the other things that you will uh, your solicitor may advise that you remove as a release deposit clause. 
So these are some of the standard things that your solicitor will advise. But I'd recommend taking advice from them as to what they recommend in your personal circumstance. So that's the contract. They're going to review that. They're going to give you a bunch of recommendations. What's another thing that you would uh, you would want to buy or look at before you actually purchased a property, a unit, or a house? Yeah, it's a good question. So in terms of units, um, we have things called strata reports, and there are third-party companies that uh, dig a bit deeper in terms of stratas for, for a unit. Um, and they will come back and they will um, give you a report on what's in the capital works fund, what's in the uh, administration fund, and what are the strata rates, um, any special levies that may have been um, or, or, or upcoming or have already been paid for. Um, to give you an idea, and, and a really good example of that is um, there was a building that we sold uh, a fair few units in a couple of years ago where the building was quite close to the coast. And for whatever reason, it was probably built in the 60s, maybe late 60s, early 70s, but it was quite susceptible to concrete cancer. Now, all of those units, what happens with concrete cancer is essentially there are air bubbles within the, the concrete, the salt and um, seawater gets in through the air bottles and it attaches onto the steel reinforcing bars within the concrete. That rusts, swells, cracks the concrete, and it can be disastrous for buildings. It affects the structural integrity of the building. So in these instances, you have to get these remedial companies to come in and, and fix them. And it can be very, very expensive. In fact, some of these particular units had to pay upwards of $120,000 each, each unit. to run into the millions to fix. Right. So if you've got, and this is per unit, like this is, this is, not, a, this is not an insignificant cost. Now, you might go to buy a property that's near the coast. It might have been built in the 60s and potentially not very well. The strata will have information or should have information about anything within the minutes that have been discussed. Have they had someone look into it? Is there an issue? Some buildings may not have an issue. They might have been built very well. But you want to know that if you're going to go and spend one or 1.1 on a unit, that it's not going to be you're not going to be liable for $120,000 worth of remedial costs in the future. Now sometimes you might not know it might not have been tested but you know that that that's the sort of information you can get in terms of strata. And if you are if you are you know if if you find something that's in there um you know, and you still want to buy the property, that's fine. If it's a $100,000 remedial works that needs to be undertaken, take a hundred grand off what you're going to pay. 100%. It's, it's an easy easy way. You can you can still buy it. I wouldn't you know, 100% steer away from something just because it has those issues. The thing you've got to remember is when you're putting in that $100,000 worth of works, you're actually going to be improving the value of the property as well. So that keep that in mind. If you're buying a house, um, there's a pest and building report that uh, that should be done. Now, we have a system where we have a third party comes in and everyone can buy a read-only copy. Um, if you don't have that system where you can actually get a copy, uh, I would be investing the money. It's not cheap to do your own one, but it's five dollars $600. Um, I'd be investing that money to go and get your own one. You, you wouldn't want to be paying $2 million for a house or even one million, even eight hundred thousand dollars for a house, without spending five or six hundred dollars, knowing if there's any major subsidence, knowing if there's termites, um, knowing if there's rising damp um, through the property. These are key important things. So please buy that pest and building report um, and have a good read through it. And if you've also got a friend who's a builder, or you know someone who you can trust that is going to do their own due diligence on the building, bring them with them with you to an open home or arrange a private inspection with the agent. One one thing with those pest and building reports that people don't realise in particular if they're um, 
if they're sort of a, a, a big one that's being sent out to a lot of buyers, is you can actually ring the pest and building inspector. Uh, now, on that report, it's going to have could not access this area, could not access. There's going to be a lot of disclaimers on it, but please feel free to call the pest and building inspector and say, hey, you inspected one Smith Street. Um, I had a question about X, Y, and Z. They'll, they'll answer them for you. So they might refer to their notes, um, but something that you, know, you might see as an issue might be no issue at all. Um, feel free to call that pest and building inspector um, and actually have a chat. They're not going to put their whole reputation on the line for one sale or one person's house. That's definitely, you know, they don't, you know, they work for you, the buyer. They work for the person who is actually going to be buying that report in the end. And I can tell you too that, you know, they're very independent, these building and pest reports. They don't talk to the vendors and try and avoid areas there that, you know, if there's a bit of damp here, they're not going to say, you know, just avoid that section and don't put it in the report. These people are independent companies. They have their own liabilities um, and they are, you know, true and correct as far as we know. But um, you're most welcome to do your own pest and building report. If you're not comfortable with the one that the vendors provided, do your own. I'm yep. sure that you just Great ask for advice. permission. I'm sure it will be fine. I'm sure they'll allow you to do it. If 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 a vendor turned around and said, actually, ho, 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 no, 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 you're not doing your own building and pest report, that's a house to walk away from. Yep, 100%. Great advice there, Howie. I think that's um, it's a very a very valid point. And we do have people. It is common um, that people you know, buy the pest and building report from um, that, that is provided and then go and do their own as well. You're not a crazy person. You're spending a lot of money. Uh, you want to get it right. The yeah, last, for the cost of $500, $600 yeah. in the grand scheme of things, it's nothing compared to what you're spending on the home. The, the last the last point of due diligence that I would be doing if I'm purchasing a property is be checking council website um, or talking with a town planner or someone who has um, a lot of experience within development and stuff like that. So if you're buying, this is more relevant for a house, um, but is for a, for a unit. Maybe if you've got a view. Um, you want to make sure that the house is in front. Is there any DAs in? Are there any DAs or plans for the person in front to go up and suddenly you lose your view? Because that's going to drastically impact the value of your property. And the owner might be aware of some of these things and that's why they're selling now. So check, uh, check your council website, call the local council, um, ask about development around the area if there's any DAs and you know in, in the surrounding houses. Um, but also talk to a town planner if you're thinking of doing any work. So if you want to put in a granny flat, if you want to add another level, if you want to put a pool in, just check with your town planner or someone who can give you that advice as to whether you actually can. Because a lot of people think they can do things when they can't. Yeah, it's a good point. That's great advice. It is really good to go to the council. The council have their own town planners. You can call them. They'll call you back and they'll tell you. You just ask them whatever questions you need. It might be about a road access. It might be about a development application. The only thing where you can get stuck is complying development certificates where nowadays it's really common for buildings to be done under complying development certificate. And what that is, if you don't know, it's, it's similar to a development application through the council, but it's done through a private certifier. So basically, if you've got a home and you want to do some renovations or go up a story, the count, the council or the, the complying development certificate will say, um, you can build within this footprint, you can go X amount high, as long as you follow all the basic rules within this um, complying, complying development and comply to the development rules, you can do anything you like. Without a DA. Without a development application. And, and the challenge with that is, is those... Uh, CDC information isn't available on the council website and it's harder to find out what people are doing. For example, someone might be building 
a second story on their home through a private certifier. Uh, you've gone to the council and had a look, but there's no information there because it's done through private certification. So that raises one one very last point is check the zoning of the property yeah. because uh, the zoning will determine whether you can do a CDC compliant development or you do have to do a DA for any development. I know in our area, it's about 50-50 between what is known as R2 zoning and what's known as C4 conservation where you actually need a DA for any works. Um, so check the zoning because if you're in a zone where you can do um, compliant development, that's that's worth more money than a, the same property where you have to go through that whole DA process because it can drag on. So check the zoning, talk with your council, talk with your town planner, um, and do your due diligence properly. I think that's our best episode yet. I think so. Let us know. Let us know. If, if, <laughs> yeah, you, you may have a different Feel free opinion. to rate us. Our, our email is propertyinsightspodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening. We really do appreciate you uh, downloading the podcast and we'll try and keep uh, the information coming and again yeah please get in touch with us because we'd love to be able to help you thanks guys